snowballing a story into a series to establish yourself as an author can be a smart strategy. But if you try to snowball a weak story, you'll have a snowball's chance in hell of success. Lisa Poiso. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's myth that we are approaching is that if one story is great, a series about it is better. Everything is better is a trilogy. I don't know why three. It seems like such an arbitrary number. (laughs) It's also kind of a satisfying number, like groups of threes. There's math and pattern and things to having three, but you don't always need more than one book. Full disclosure, the last book I published was the third and final in a trilogy. The next things I'm publishing, I'm publishing all three books of a trilogy at once. And it kind of looks like my current series is maybe going to be a trilogy. It's a series anyway. Yeah. We're not hating on trilogies here. We want to disprove the myth that making your story into a trilogy will somehow make it more marketable, make it better in some regard. Like our quote said, if you're snowballing a weak story, that doesn't even have to be the first one. It can be the second or the third one. You have a snowball's chance in hell of success because people don't like bad stories. So why does this myth exist? Why are there so many trilogies and series out there? If you look at a lot of favorite books out there, a lot of them, especially the YA and all of that, are trilogies. Or series. Sometimes there's four or more. Having a book four in your series is great for selling book one. It's what happened with Harry Potter. And I think as an author, it's very easy to finish book one and go, I love these characters so much. I want to write more of them. So I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to start with the happily ever after and write another book. I can't tell you how often I see people lose enthusiasm for a story three quarters of the way through act two of their second book. They just go, eh, and maybe they'll like force out the rest of book two, but they've sold it as a trilogy and they aren't interested in book three. They're not writing selfishly because that idea over there is even shinier. And it's true that if you have sequels, it's a really good way to continue a fan base because you'll say, look, you really liked this one book. Now there's a second. Same characters, same world, you'll really enjoy it. Marvel did a really good job of making money off of this particular fact. The first couple of movies were playing off the fact that the comic books were really good. And the next set of movies were playing off the fact that the first set of movies did really well. If you liked Iron Man, you get to see him with Captain America in this one. But the thing is, you don't have to write a series. You don't have to continue a series just because people like it. For this, we are going to use a quote from one of our favorite shows, Castle. In the TV show, the character of Richard Castle, which will be voiced by me, is an author. He writes best-selling mystery novels. And this scene that we're quoting is with his publisher, 
who's asking him why he made a certain choice with his storytelling. And he ended the series that had made him so very popular. And the publisher character will be voiced by Lee. Writing Derek used to be fun. Now it's like work. Hmm. God forbid you should work. I mean, you could have just retired him. You could have crippled him. You could have had him join the friggin' circus. But no, you had to put a bullet through his head. Yeah, real messy too. Big exit wound. Don't worry. Derek Storm is not the golden goose here. I am. I love that last line. Because as an author, you are the golden goose. It's not your story. It's not your characters. You are the one that writes. There are so many reasons why this idea is a myth. You have failed trilogies everywhere. People just decide to drop the series. You get a published thing that says book one and there's no book two or three. Well, I'll write book two or three after book one does really well. Yeah, that's not how it works. Look at Harry Potter. Yes, Harry Potter book one, two, and three did decently well on their own, but it wasn't until book four was published that it really launched into the spotlight. I used to work in a newsroom, and the editor for the morning show, whenever someone would send us a press release going, it's the first annual blah, 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 she would always take that phrase and throw it out the window and just going, it's this event, and would refuse to say the words first annual on the air. Because unless there is a second, it's not annual. The same story goes for writing book one on your cover of your book. Don't write book one if there isn't going to be a two or three, if it's not guaranteed that two and three will exist. And really, less is more when it comes to books. If you have one idea, stick to that idea. If less is more in the sense that if you provide your readers with a well-structured world and some good characters in a single book that is close-ended, there it is, solo book, they have a lot of room to participate in the story. They have the chance to explore your world on their own with fan fiction, with theories, with ideas. It gives them freedom to create and get involved in your story So that when you publish another book that may be different, they go and think, I really liked this person. I really liked their style. I'm going to read this other thing as well, even though it's not in the same world, because that does still exist. I think a good example of this is the latest trilogy of Star Wars. It would have been easier for the fandom to not have this series out at all. Especially when you throw Mandalorian into the mix. Of course, some stories you can't have a sequel for. You can't have a Titanic 2. Unless the new Titanic also sinks, then you can have a Titanic 2. Yeah, that would be highly irreverent, but hilarious. (laughs) But certain things don't have to be a series, and that's perfectly okay. That does not make Titanic any less epic of a movie. That does not make Gladiator any less grand, just because we know how it ends. And there is a little problem with advertising in the first book that you plan to have it be a trilogy or a series. You're kind of giving away essential bits of the plot. 
you're telling your readers already that the main characters are not likely to die. You don't want to accidentally spoil it for your readers. So just release one book. It's more than okay to just have a single book in your series, quote unquote. So you already admitted you do write a lot of trilogies. But I do write a fair amount of singles also. Hiding Place is out. That's just a standalone. I don't intend to write a sequel for that. I have Linked and Convicted, which are both standalone novels that are in my arsenal to be published eventually. I do find, for whatever reason, I am more inclined toward trilogies for fantasy novels. Chroma being the exception there. But my current work in progress, Maidens and Monsters, is going to be a standalone. There is no reason for a sequel in that particular story. So if you're getting a little bit confused here, thinking about a couple episodes when we just said that one good book is not enough, and now we're saying that series are bad, these aren't necessarily the same thing. We're not going to tell you that series are bad. We also are not going to tell you that you must have a series. There is no rule about how many books need to be written in a world. There is no rule that it has to be a trilogy. There's no rule that it has to be a single book. You get all sorts. Look at Brandon Sanderson. He has two standalones, a trilogy plus a second trilogy in that series. Then he's planning a five-part book with the second half five-part in that same world. So it's kind (laughs) of technically a 10-part. I I stopped doing math like four sentences ago. Yeah, but there's no consistent, like, all of his books are trilogies or all of his books are this. Word of mouth is much easier with single books. It would be very difficult for me to loan you the entire Stormlight Archive series. And let's be real, you don't trust me that much. No, I don't. (laughs) You also want to avoid marketing a trilogy. If you're anything like Douglas Adams, he has six books in his Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy. I think that works for him, though, because he's just ridiculous. Okay, that's fair. You don't need a trilogy to just get noticed. Oftentimes, a single book will do just as well. But in the end, some stories are only meant to be novelettes. Some stories are only meant to be short stories. Some stories are meant to be 10-book epic fantasies. You don't start by writing a 10-book epic fantasy. You don't start by publishing book one without at least a couple of the rest of your series well-formulated, and if you're a plotter, plot it out. If your pants are just thought about. But like our opener said, if your story is weak and it's only good for one book, your book will have a snowball's chance in hell if you try to stretch it over three. If you have any question in that regard, go watch the Hobbit trilogy. Ugh. But if you have an idea, if you think that it's really good, whether it's for a short story, whether it's for a novelette, a novel, a series, a trilogy, whatever it is, it starts simply. It starts with the act of writing. It starts when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 